Hello, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited that you are listening to this episode this week, and I'm excited to talk about this topic. I, <laughs> I've i been exploring vaginal steaming or yoni steaming for about a year, and I kind of got into it last this time last year when I was really thinking about fertility and preconception health. And you know, I've talked about that quite a bit and I'm definitely moving forward with some of my business ideas in that space. But vaginal steaming was one of those things that I I don't even know how I first stumbled upon it. It was probably, you know, a few years ago when I saw a couple of celebrities doing it and thought it was a little unnecessary maybe. I don't know. And then I started doing it last fall. And I kind of talk about that on the episode this week. So when I first started doing it, I was very DIY. So it was like a pot and I would squat over it. And I bought this herbal blend from Amazon. And honestly, I liked it a lot right away. I understood the benefits from it. I understood that this was a ancient practice that has crossed different cultural regions and different periods of time. And that there was really something to this idea of bringing blood flow and heat and warmth to the vulva and the vagina in general. And so I started doing it last fall and it kind of became one of the practices I was doing in order to optimize my preconception health and help with regulating my menstrual cycle, helping with reducing the hemorrhagic cyst that I had this past summer, and just helping with um, some of the other symptoms I was doing as well. So if you're new here, like I don't, you know, I have podcast episodes like directly talking about this, but I kind of had this like PCOS scare for a while and thought I might have mild PCOS. And so ever since that happened, that was in 2020, I've become very hyper aware of ovulating and my menstrual cycle and my ovaries and everything like that. And so I've brought in these different biohacks in order to optimize that part of my health. And this was one of them, along with things like, you know, a castor oil pack, red light therapy, salt and soda baths, which are like these healing baths with um, Epsom salt and baking soda in them, and acupuncture. So that's kind of what I was doing. And so then when I found Leah Moon, who I'm talking to the co-founder, Jessica, today, I was so excited because when I was originally doing the, uh, when I was originally doing vaginal steaming, I was thinking, wow, like I could totally, totally stack benefits here. Like there should be red light therapy in it. There should be herbs that are like scientifically proven to support blood flow and support fertility and like, or menopause or whatever you're in, whatever stage you're in. And so then when I saw Leah Moon, who's literally done exactly that and made this beautiful product, I was so excited. I had to reach out and talk to them. So that's how this all kind of came together. And this episode was such a delight because it was awesome to get into the weeds of vaginal steaming and why we do it, how to do it, who should do it and who shouldn't do it. The benefits that come from it as well in terms of like fertility, menopause, and postpartum recovery, which is a really big one, helping to just helping the organ and the tissues to really heal in a 
faster way, but also a more holistic way postpartum, like post-birth. And so it's such a beautiful thing. And we talk about that in this episode. And I'm just so grateful for this episode. We also talk about spirit babies for a little bit. And I think we talked about this more off air, actually. And I ordered the book, Spirit Babies. And this is really cool because it's all about welcoming the spirit and soul that is, you know, that is your unborn baby before you get to meet the baby. So I think that's a very beautiful thing as well. But yeah, enjoy this episode. And I'm definitely going to be doing more episodes on women's health specifically like this one. I'm thinking that I'm actually going to make it a feature every week. So probably I'll do Fridays will be women's health focused and Tuesdays will be everything else. So other biohacks, longevity, aging, nutrition, fitness, you know, all sorts of things. But I really want to cultivate a community that is focused on women's biohacking and women's optimizing women's health. And we kind of don't really have that much space, like spaces on the internet right now for that. So I'd love to just provide more context for that and more more info about the things that I'm doing. Um, I got a lot of questions about this. I got a lot of women who reach out to me, especially on Instagram, who say, you know, how do I biohack during pregnancy? And what do you think about postpartum? And I have PCOS. And what do you think about doing this for that? And so I think there's just so much to cover that I'm really excited about it. And I'm also doing a new functional medicine course that is specified in women's health. So because I'm leveling up my education, I also want to be talking about the things that I'm learning about and be able to provide you with more value, which is always the goal. So enjoy this episode. If you want to buy a Leia Moon steaming seat, which I suggest every single woman has one, you can do so. Use my discount code. It's Brittany in all capitals. This gets you 20% off, which is such a nice percentage off. I think it's $50 and that's pretty significant to be honest. So definitely use that and try it out. And last but not least, a shout out to the sponsors of this week. Shout out to Inside Tracker. I am up for a new test, actually. I really want to get this done, especially as I am in my, you know, preconception cleanse era and optimizing my health like so significantly right now. It's time for me to do another Inside Tracker test. And they do so many different tests. It's up to 48 biomarkers right now. They come to your house, which is nuts and they test it for you. And then you get the results on the app or on the website. And it's great because it's private. So you actually don't have to go through your doctor. So like, for example, if you want your vitamin D level done, that's one of the biomarkers that they do. And you don't have to go to your doctor and ask for it. Like you can just order the test yourself and you'll get vitamin D along with 47 other things that you can learn about and understand. And they give you a bunch of recommendations to help you as well. And a shout out to by optimizers. I love their magnesium. I actually took their sleep breakthrough powder last night, which makes me fall asleep so fast. This is one of my favorite products to use because it has melatonin precursors in it. And so you're not taking the melatonin itself. So there's no like groggy feeling in the morning. There's no tiredness. You don't feel like you've like overdosed on sleep medication. It basically just gives you the ingredients you need to make more melatonin yourself. And I love that approach. I think it's way more 
uh, root cause focus and also holistic in nature. And I'm all about that. And last but not least, shout out to Mimeo. Mimeo is really cool. I just did a post about it this week. It mimics a 36 hour fast. And this is awesome because for women, a lot of us struggle with fasting, whether it impacts our hormones, fertility, menstrual cycle, whatever it might be. So it's really cool to take a supplement that mimics the benefits of a 36-hour fast on a cellular level. So things like autophagy, cellular cleanup, and everything like that. So for me, I have to be really careful with fasting because it has ruined my cycle before and and my hormones. So I'll do things here and there, like I did the Prolon 5-day fast. But with something like Mimeo, I can take it every day and I'm like, oh, great, this is actually giving me the benefits. And so that's why I take that. So I recommend you check that out as well. Enjoy this podcast episode and I will catch you on Tuesday for another one. Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. Thank you for tuning in this week to another episode. I am very excited about this episode because we are diving into everything vaginal steaming or yoni steaming, depends what you call it. And this is a practice that I have been talking about for probably about a year now. And I have done it in many different ways. I did a lot of DIYing for it in the beginning, which honestly wasn't the safest way to do it. And then I got the Leia Moon vaginal steaming seat. And this totally changed the game. And so today I have Jessica Pratt on the show with me. She is the co-founder of Leia Moon. And her journey is super interesting on how she actually got to vaginal steaming in the first place. So we're going to hear all about that and her perspective on self-care, the female body, and also kind of the history and cultural significance on vaginal steaming as well. So Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brittany. Happy to be here. Yeah. So I would love for you to walk us through where you were on your health journey before you had even heard of vaginal steaming? Like what did like what did it kind of look like for you back at that time? Gosh, it was like a complete 180 from where I was on the other side of learning about steaming. I was really suffering from extreme burnout. I was really burning the candle at both ends, working full time as an architect. I was teaching. I was just go, go, going. But at the same time, I was learning a lot about self-care, wellness, consciousness expansion, starting to really understand what our menstrual cycles are and how to really embrace and harness our cyclical nature. And so it's kind of like having this expansive time while still, you know, coming out of a super burnout period. I had actually suffered from super irregular periods for maybe it was like three or four years before I actually got to the root cause of why that was happening. And it turned out I had um, an endometrial polyp. So a polyp that was growing in the interior lining of my uterus that was tripping out my system to cause like about two bleeds per month. And I sort of lived like that. They kind of got continually worse over time, but It's amazing how, as women, we just sort of brush those things aside and under the rug because menstrual health is just not at the forefront of our minds when we're working really hard and on, you know, the more like 24-hour, more masculine way of performing in the world. So I I don't think I was even fully aware for how long I let that go before recognizing it was a big problem. And I was told some ways to manage that would be to go on birth control, 
to potentially get a hysterectomy, to consider that maybe I was going through early menopause. And this was like in my mid to late 20s. So I was just like, before I had children, that was like super devastating to hear. But long story, a little bit shorter, I ended up having a surgery to remove the polyp, thinking that was going to be my only course of action. And within a year after having surgery, I was you know, really investigating ways to regulate my menstrual cycle and heal from that. And that's when vaginal steaming came my way. We went to a women's circle in my neighborhood on the summer solstice. I think this is 2016 now, so it was seven years ago. And the woman leading the group was like, has anyone here tried yoni steaming? At the end of your bleed, it can be a really valuable way to kind of honor and close out that portion of your cycle and bring in new intentions for the next cycle. And, you know, a lot of the language around it for me wasn't really that familiar, but I thought here I am after having, you know, letting things get so bad and depend on surgery that I was kind of willing to give anything a try. And when I went home and boiled water on the stovetop, set a boiling pot on my living room floor of my small apartment and did my best to kind of find a relaxed position hovering over this pot infused with uh, well, steaming steam infused with herbs. I have this little sachet of herbs. I just immediately recognized how rare it was as women to be just in our own space, letting this part of our body deeply relax and open on our own terms, you know, not needing anything from anyone else. And that to me felt extremely profound. So I wanted to figure out ways to really like streamline my setup around steaming after having that more cathartic release. Cause it, it really like, there's kind of a remembrance that happens while steaming where you're kind of like cataloging, like all of the experiences you've had with this part of your body that you may have before swept under the rug or neglected. And I was able to really dive back into like the root of why, you know, my uterus became so unhealthy. And a lot of it was like, as much as I'm saying burnout from working so hard, I know I also had a lot of emotional stress I was dealing with. And it's very clear to me now that stress and uterine health and menstrual health are very closely related. So our emotional body, you know, really finding time every month to really tune in to this really sacred space and kind of purge that emotional buildup. Is they're both to me very, very much related. So that was kind of like the revelation that came through as I was steaming. And it became clearer and clearer like that. I really wanted to integrate this ritual more regularly and find a comfortable way to set myself up for success in integrating. Yeah, I resonate with so much of what you talked about. Like, I don't even know, like my, my life and my health journey has looked different, but there's definitely, definitely points of similarities. And I think a lot of women feel like that. This idea of working so hard, whether you are in corporate or you're running your own business, or maybe if you're a stay-at-home mom, like you're just working so hard and you're in that masculine energy all of the time. And then... It's hard because, and this is, I was just having this discussion last week. It's hard because when you're in that masculine energy of, you know, firing from all cylinders type of vibe, you get so much done. So it can actually produce so much success, especially in your career, uh, running your house, whatever that looks like. 
But the thing is, is like you said, like you end up burning out because it's not sustainable long-term for women and our hormones and cycles change so much throughout the month that we're not the same person on day one to day 14 to day 30. So how can we expect to have that same level of output in the work that we're doing? And I struggle with this. So I wonder if you have any advice for other people listening. Like, how do you tap into this feminine energy that we can use as a superpower, but also continue to be successful and be productive, but without going to the burnout point? I think it is really important to honor rest, even though that it feels like it's not available to all of us, especially if we really depend on work to earn money to have resources. So I know that can sound really counterintuitive or a bit naive to say prioritize rest. But in my experience, the more space I make for rest, the more I still kind of over like a month cycle, let's say, have a similar amount of productivity without the burnout. And it's still really hard for me to navigate. But I do believe in creating ritual for yourself around this monthly cycle rather than thinking of like, I need to make you know, have the same output every day, 24 hour cycle, think more in terms of, okay, you know, this is also kind of different for everyone. But what you read, even through like, neuroscientists about our ovulatory phase, that that can be a phase where we have big bursts of energy. So to try to like, harness those as your more productive pieces of your cycle, and then honor as you're coming back down in the luteal phase into your menstrual phase to pick slower paced activities, or maybe that's more of like introverted progress, which could mean more like ideating or spending more time journaling and really planning for the rest of your cycle. So kind of going less in the like 24 hour strict clock where things have to cycle at, you know, that faster momentum and trying to span more across your 28-day cycle to plan for your productivity. And just recognize how... I mean, they, they're saying now, too, that our brains are also cycling organs uh, because of the hormones we're cycling through during our menstrual period. There's receptors, neuroreceptors that are taking those in, and that's affecting our cognitive function as well. So there's like a lot of research out now how those two relate. So I think they're just, for most women, that part of our being is largely ignored until we reach a burnout phase and we have to like go inward and learn, relearn about our bodies as adult women, which it's a shame. I, I think things are shifting pretty significantly now where we're trying to educate on the front end, I hope, which was my aim in creating this you know, steam seat tool was really, if you have a steam seat, and you're going to be steaming more regularly, timing it around menstruation, usually like three days before your bleed and three days after, means you have to know when you're bleeding each month. I know so many women that don't really know when their period's coming and then wham, bam, it like <laughs> hits you like a big surprise. So it's kind of like step one is just understanding when your menstrual phase happens each month and giving yourself grace and using, you know, that as a time of rest, or at least of productive introversion of, of going inward and journaling and, and thinking that's more intuitive moment across our cycle. I love that. I think that's so spot on. And I think if we just, like you said, like if we just tune in a little more, we can actually feel that. So like I even noticed for myself, 
I work from home and I like run my own business. So it, I have a little bit more flexibility maybe than somebody work who works like a nine to five like at an office or something like that. But if I am on a Wednesday and I'm like, okay, I'm just not in this mode to be like doing this deep work today. Like I just can't get there then maybe Wednesday looks a little different and you do something that's easier and doesn't require as much brain power. But then sometimes on the weekends or random times, I get these spurts of like a lot of energy and a lot of clarity on something that I want to do on some sort of work task. And it's just kind of optimizing on those opportunities rather than like fitting ourselves into this mold of Monday to Friday, nine to five doesn't really even make sense. So what I'm kind of trying to do now is it sounds silly, but I'm just trying to go with how I feel on the day, to be honest. Like, obviously, there's a certain amount of work you have to put in in hours every single week, but it's okay if it fluctuates and it's okay to lean into those times of, like you said, relaxation, rest, so that we can show up better during the more difficult times that we need to be more on. Are you tired of your hormones causing chaos in your life? Do you find yourself struggling to regulate your menstrual cycle, uncertain what supplements to take and when, or confused about the best workouts to do to maintain hormonal balance? Well, I have great news for you. I have developed a ebb and flow cycle guide, which is your ultimate solution to all of your hormonal problems. This personalized guide has been expertly crafted to address all your hormone-related issues, and it's also super easy to use. Why is it so effective? Because it's born out of personal experience and the desire to overcome irregular cycles myself. With my ebb and flow cycle guide, you'll discover a world of benefits that will transform your life. You get to say goodbye to uncertainty and confusion and say hello to a healthier, more balanced you. Inside this unbeatable guide, you'll find all the answers you need to start living in harmony with your menstrual cycle today. But that's not everything. As a special bonus, I also added in over 30 delicious, quick and easy recipes designed to help balance your hormones. With these recipes, you can take action right now and they'll help you on your journey to becoming more in sync with your menstrual cycle. There's different recipes for different phases as well as different supplements, workouts, and biohacks for each phase of the menstrual cycle. Don't let your hormone imbalances hold you back any longer. Trust me, I've been there and I wish I had this guide to help me when I was really struggling in the weeds of my hormonal chaos that I was going through. You can grab your copy of my guide right now in the podcast description or visit my website. It's super easy. It's right at the top for you to get and download today. Enjoy this episode and I will catch you on the next one. And also like, obviously, (laughs) obviously vaginal steaming is a big play in this self-care toolkit that we can use. So for the people listening who kind of don't really know what this is or what this would actually look like, can you describe it for us so we can get a better understanding? Sure. So vaginal steaming is a practice. I like to call it a practice of sitting or squatting over a pot of water that's steaming. So it's usually like boiled water. And herbs are typically added for their aromatherapeutic and also therapeutic effects. So the steam rises to meet the vulva and underbody and immediately the tissues drop and relax. So you feel very open to receive in that connection. And it's extremely soothing and relaxing. 
And in theory, this helps increase circulation to the pelvic region. So any kind of stagnation that might be happening, especially around menstruation that can cause painful periods or other dysfunction, it can really help with support the natural process of cleansing that your body is doing every month through menstruation. So a lot of women are finding a lot of lot more ease with their menstrual cycle from steaming. And really what I love about this is that this is rooted in many cultures all over the world. It's a very primal way, I guess a primitive way of caring for our bodies using water and herbs. And it's really, there's a remembrance there too, because it's really like in our blood to commune with plants in this way. It was really simple tools. It's dated, I've, I've read historical accounts. They're very well documented in Asia and nations like Korea and Indonesia. If you go into a Korean spa, they probably offer this as a service. I've read a lot about smaller communities in Indonesia that practice vaginal steaming for postpartum care and recovery. So it has an application for that as well. Also in traditional Maya cultures in Central and South America. So I bring this up just to say that this has been passed down through maternal lineages for centuries. So it, there's something really comforting about it because I do believe that it's really like built into our genetic code to to treat and honor our bodies with these simple methods. Yeah, and I, yeah, it has so many benefits. So many women that are suffering from fibroids or even HPV, it's been used as a tool now to clear any kind of irregularities or discomfort to the pelvic region. People that have painful intercourse or a lot of tension in their pelvis are reporting that there's just a huge release from making this a regular ritual. And it's just so simple and so cathartic, I think, for so many women that really we might not even notice it, but there's kind of like a clenching and an energetic holding or a tension there that I think a lot of us have built up over time. So just to like have that opposite effect of release and receiving and just feeling really safe with this part of our body as a regular ritual has profound effects. Yeah. I love that. I love things like this. I love things that are rooted in ancient medicine and get passed down through traditions. I also find it interesting when there's different cultures that have done it at different times as well, because that just like really, that just shows how useful it is and how women really get the benefits from it. If there's different people and different groups of people throughout history who've used it without communicating with each other, that's just crazy to me. So can you highlight any some cultural variations or tra- traditions that you know of that are associated with the practice? Well, definitely not many are well documented. So most of them we're seeing, you know, through anecdotal kind of passing down of stories. There was an article written, I think it was a group of researchers from the University of Zurich that actually went down this is just maybe like 10 years ago, went to Indonesia to study uh, postpartum vaginal steam baths in specific villages and kind of just witnessing and asking questions and gathering information to, to understand whether or not this was an effective way of treating women postpartum. But I think typically there, you know, in these smaller villages, it would be either midwives that would be part of the birthing process from pre 
like labor phase through postpartum and they would be, you know, gathering herbs from their garden or local markets. Everything would be, you know, sourced from right outside your door using fresh herbs. And typically they would guide the woman at post childbirth outside to sit on a chair that would have a hole cut in it and slide a pot of water underneath the chair. And one midwife would be like wiping the sweat off the brow of the postpartum woman. And it it's a lot about uh, community care. I feel like we talk about self-care so much here, but I think part of the beauty of this practice as I've witnessed or read about how other cultures use it is that it does feel more uh, like women helping and caring for each other through their own inherent knowledge. But it wouldn't always be midwives. It could be, you know, mothers and sisters and other family members. But yeah, that's like the example that I've really read a lot in greater detail how it plays out. I love that. I I think that's really cool. I, yeah, I've, like I said in the beginning, I've done different types of steaming. The first time I did it, I was a while ago. And then I just started doing it again last year. I, like you said, like I used the pot, I used herbs. I bought off of like Amazon. I don't even remember what, what was in the herbs. And I just put a bunch of towels and I would squat around it. And to be honest, it wasn't like the safest way to do it, but it's even though it was not that great, like in terms of the setup, it hurt my legs, my knees, you know, everything. I still felt so great during it and after. And it's such a hard feeling to describe because you just really need to try it. Like I felt so grounded is like my best word I can use. Like so grounded if you're going from a busy work day and then you go home and you steam, like it is the most relaxing thing that you can do. It feels so good. Like it just feels so good because it brings so much blood flow and heat to that area that it feels really nice on your body. Are you tired of generic health advice that doesn't take your unique needs into account? Do you want to gain a deeper understanding of your health beyond the surface level recommendations? I want to talk to you about Inside Tracker's ultimate plan, the answer to your personalized health questions. With comprehensive blood biomarker analysis, it provides tailored insights into your body's needs. The ultimate plan tests up to 48 different blood biomarkers, including ApoB, cholesterol, glucose, magnesium, cortisol, vitamin D, and insulin. This comprehensive analysis extends your lifespan or health span and guides you to a longer and healthier life. Inside Tracker goes beyond generic clinically normal ranges to unveil your body's unique optimal biomarker zones, revealing where you're optimized and where your improvements can be made. They have science-backed recommendations on nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle, and are all personalized to your body's data, helping you reach optimal biomarker zones and achieve your wellness goals. Now with insulin testing included, you'll have the key to sustained energy and an early warning system for chronic diseases. This is actually really important. High insulin levels can increase the risk of conditions like heart disease, Alzheimer's, type 2 diabetes, obesity, and more. Inside Tracker's measurements and recommendations can help you maintain healthy insulin levels. So are you ready to control your health in a new and personalized way? This is the test that I do every few months and I am obsessed with it. And I change my healthy habits and my nutrition and my supplements based off of this data. 
You can go to insidetracker.com slash biohacking with Brittany and you will get 20% off. You can use my discount code biohacking Brittany. It's linked on my website and linked in the show notes. So definitely check that out if you want to do an at home blood biomarker test that looks at over 48 different biomarkers for you so that you can start optimizing your health today. How do you typically describe it to people who are kind of nervous about what it might feel like? Yeah, I think so many, like there's a lot of buzz around it from Gwyneth Paltrow steaming and Chrissy Teigen. And so then the media goes crazy and is like, oh, don't do this. You're going to burn yourself. You're going to throw off your pH. So there's a lot of fear, I think, around it, but it could not be a more basic, simple way of caring for our bodies that yes, water can be hot, but we're cooking with boiled water. And, you know, like we're, of course, use common sense and, and try to set yourself up for a comfortable situation, which was, again, a big motivator for us designing and creating this more modern steam seat. It's kind of pushed back for all the criticisms. But yeah, I think I totally agree with you. It's an incredibly grounding practice, which is so important in our like fast-paced computer screen, very like tinny kind of energy that we're dealing with with all our electronics to kind of disconnect and heat up the core or like the roots of your entire system feels extremely relaxing and necessary almost in that cycle we were talking about earlier of, you know, you're going to have to engage in the world in a variety of ways for the way like our modern world is set up. So to have this anchor or this practice as a way to, to kind of release and move through some of those uncomfortable things, it just, it feels like that's what it does. It's kind of, there's not a lot of clinical studies around exactly what this does on this physiological basis, but I think anyone who tries this can very easily say it's incredibly relaxing and grounding and feels really helpful for menstrual health and postpartum recuperation and all those things we were talking about earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I... Yeah, I found the exact same thing. I think it was just the herbs as well, steaming, like smell good. And like, there's that component as well of those like botanicals being like steamed onto your skin. I think there's a lot of benefit there as well. And it's like you said earlier, it does create a connection with your body that you might not have right now. Like I know when I started, you know, obviously you know your body, but you don't necessarily kind of explore down there very often, you know what I mean? Like, and maybe in some ways, but when you do something like this, you like, because it gets with the blood flow, I guess it kind of swells and, and I don't even know how to word this, but it it does swell and gets bigger, I guess. And it makes you just aware of the beautiful body that you have. And it's this, it's this moment of appreciation for being a woman and having this vagina and all of the things that it does for you, whether you are suffering from, you know, PCOS or endometriosis, or maybe you've had kids and, and all of that it's done for you, like during that whole journey as well. So I just think there's like this mindfulness that comes with it that I didn't expect that really made me respect my body more than I previously did. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because I think it's true that we don't really get to feel into this place and that often, unless it's like sexual or you're having a baby or it has to have this other function that's kind of serving other, I mean, 
not to say sex is only for others, but you know what I mean? Like it has to be in relationship with other. And this is really just something to explore on your own, to really feel into these parts of our body, to release all the shame, unfortunately, that it's been layered with over time in our culture. And a lot of that is shifting right now. So for that reason too, it feels like super important that we start engaging with these parts of ourselves so that we can collectively really heal that, you know, misconception about this part of the female body, which I, yeah, I I think it's just, it's a very transformative practice for that reason also. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got into it when my cycle has been irregular since I came off birth control a few years ago and I started like prepping for a baby this time last year, actually. And I wanted to give myself a year of preconception health. And one of the things I wanted to do was yoni steam. And I, I just knew that it was going to be something that I wanted to practice and benefit from along with other things as well. Like I do acupuncture and also like red light therapy and castor oil packs and just kind of these like modalities that you can call on to help with your cycle or preconceptions, like the preconception space. But what I find also interesting um, that I can't currently relate to is there's a lot of women who talk about it for postpartum. So I would love for you to kind of talk about that and what kind of protocol should someone go on if they're in a pro- postpartum period in terms of maybe trying to get benefits from it? And what have you kind of seen? Yes. So hey, I love that you talked about it for preconception or conception too. So I want to speak to that quickly that for me personally, that was extremely helpful. I have two children now, but in for my like consciously conceiving of them, I steamed after menstruation and it can be really great to kind of get those fluids going right before ovulation or before you try to conceive. And again, kind of what you're saying, bringing more focused awareness to that part of our bodies and understanding how it feels and what like a holding energy is, because that's really what pregnancy is. So I found it really a beautiful way to kind of call in pregnancy. And then after giving birth to my children, you know, everyone's different in terms of timing because birth is such a a crazy wild initiation for many reasons but our bodies physically are really like you know you're a portal for new life so I think all of your tissues are extremely vulnerable after childbirth and a lot of times women experience tearing of various degrees so steam can be really gentle and healing for all those tissues to kind of lift and heal postpartum but some women feel like so anyway rewinding back to the the way i've seen it used postpartum in indonesia is that it would be anywhere between three and about 16 18 days postpartum that women would start this practice as a daily ritual i personally waited about four weeks because that was when i felt most comfortable opening and relaxing that part of me I had just a minor like first degree tear but I I would sit to steam and I just I didn't feel ready yet so I think it's really important to listen to your body again it's very gentle a lot of times when we're talking about steaming especially people that don't know about it at all they imagine these like 
like a steam cleaner where you're getting blasted with air. But it really is just, if you imagine a pot of boiling water, how that, what that steam vapor looks and feels like. So it really, and again, you don't want to be squatting over the pot while it's boiling. So I'm just kind of talking about the gentle release of steam after the boil. But anyway, I really wasn't quite ready to steam very soon after postpartum. So I think it's just important to kind of tune in and listen to what your body wants and needs. But some of the benefits of steaming postpartum are really to, again, activate that blood circulation. Women are releasing mucus and placental tissue, known as lochia, after childbirth. So, so a lot of times it can help kind of move that matter out of the body. Usually this happens over the course of like two to four to even six weeks. And steaming can just help that process. There's also postpartum cramping that can happen as the uterus is contracting and shrinking back to its pre-pregnancy state. And sometimes that can feel a bit uncomfortable. So steam can be really soothing to relax and just eases strained muscles. If there's a lot of inflammation there, there's certain herbs that can be really good to relax and decrease inflammation. And again, just as a ritual to kind of be more in tune with how this part of your body feels and what the, all the work it was able to do across 40 weeks and beyond. Even while that breastfeeding steaming can be great because there's a lot of release of oxytocin that helps your milk production and milk flow. It's really yeah, a beautiful way to deeply care and nourish yourself after childbirth. Really as a mom, as a mom in general, I set my steam seat up right next to the bathtub when my kids are bathing. It's not quite the spa-like ritual, <laughs> of, <laughs> my own safe haven, but it's a way I can kind of stack, I guess, as a biohacker term, my tasks in mothering and caring for myself while caring for my children so that my the steam seat we have at one moon makes that very easy for me to do it all. But again, we I do, if you can sneak away and have some time to yourself, it can be a great way to really... Yeah, just journal and see what kind of insights come up as you activate the real root of creation. The hardest thing for me is to shut off my mind at night when I want to sleep. And it is funny because I, I wake up tired already thinking of when I'll go back to bed. And on the exact moment I lay my head on the pillow, it feels like a machine of crazy. What if thoughts is turned on? Does this ever happen to you? Let me tell you my secret to deal with this. You have already heard of Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers, which I talk about all the time, and how it's great for sleep and promoting calmness and relaxation. What I found out is that the brains behind Magnesium Breakthrough have taken it to the next level with a product specifically designed for sleep, and it is called Sleep Breakthrough, and it has been a total game changer for me. Sleep Breakthrough is a delicious pre-bed drink that combines the power of magnesium with other natural ingredients like valerian root, to help us fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, and wake up feeling refreshed. Since I started taking Sleep Breakthrough, I've been waking up feeling well-rested, energized, and ready to tackle the day ahead. I highly recommend giving it a try. Trust me, it really works. This is exactly what I take, especially on the nights when I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't fall back to sleep. I will take one scoop of this in my water, and then I'm asleep within a half hour. You can visit sleepbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbrittany in order now. 
And in addition to this, you can use my promo code biohackingbrittany and you will get extra gifts at purchase that are secret and you have to go to the page to find out what those are. So sleepbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbrittany to get your sleep breakthrough and enjoy. Yeah, I love that. I typically read when I'm doing it actually and not on my phone, <laughs> like an actual book. And sometimes I put like incense on or candles and it's kind of like that idea of stacking things. I just want to make it as close to a sanctuary as possible, even though it's in my bathroom and I'm in an apartment, but it's still, yeah, it, it's holding that space for that, that time for you. And especially postpartum when you are recovering. And I just think the more blood flow that we can get there in a very gentle way, maybe the better, you know, blood flow brings a lot of oxygen with it, a lot of nutrients. And so I I just think there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefit really that can come from something like this. So I'm happy to hear that you just embraced it during that time. I, I think that's important. The herbs that you use that come with it, it's so cute. They come in this little tin on top and I, I love them. They're so pretty. Honestly, I didn't even want to like throw, throw them in, <laughs> but I did. And they're in this little tin and they're really cute. What are the herbs that are in there and why did you pick those ones? So that blends, yes, they are very beautiful. Shout out to my friend and herb farmer, Susanna Raven from Raven Press Botanicals. I had the pleasure and privilege of working really closely with her and other herbalists on her farm to really select which would be best to send out with the seeds. We we created a few other blends since then, but that specific blend is mugwort, calendula, yarrow, rose, and Mauritian mallow. And honestly, one of the big reasons we chose these herbs is because they really thrive and grow in the region where I am in the northeast of the U.S., but really all over the U.S. you'll find these, and North America, I should say, to include all the Canadians up by you. But mugwort, I mean, it's known to most as like a common weed. You see it all over the roadside. And I know this sounds maybe off-putting, but to me, that means this is like the medicine of our times. It's like shouting out saying, hey, pick me, pick me. I'm really important. And mugwort is, it induces, it's known, it's a very important herb in traditional European and Asian herbal medicine. It's, it induces menstrual flow and it's very restorative, it increases circulation to warm up the uterus and pelvic region. So it's really been associated with women's health since the beginning of herbalism to really move blood, move stagnant blood, which can be the source of cramps and stiffness and pains to regulate hormone levels. It's, it's, a, it's a very aromatic herb as well, which I think adds to the whole experience of steaming to really feel seduced by these plants. And it's a really great supporter for the menstrual cycle. So again, while our bodies are designed perfectly to operate as a cleansing mechanism through our menstrual period, it's really awesome to be able to work with these herbs to support those processes. And then the calendula flower is a beautiful bright yellow flower. It's known as like herbal sunshine. It let's see, I mean it you see it all over here too. It it's an antiseptic, cleansing, it soothes mucous membranes. It's used a lot in facial products as well. So you can kind of 
all the love and care that we do <laughs> to our faces, our vagina should certainly get that same TLC. So it encourages the body to heal tissues at its own pace. It's really well known for kind of like smoothing surfaces. It's a good one too for inflammation. So it keeps inflammation from spreading, can like lessen pain. I love it. <laughs> it's really great too for postpartum for sure. It's also been known to help with fibroids at menopause. Yarrow is it's like a super primal herb. It's known in the herbal tradition as the master of the blood. It has green feathery leaves with little white flowers. It's actually in the daisy family, but they're like little tiny bundles of white flowers, which is known to regulate the flow of blood. So it can bring blood to the surface just as it can curtail it if it's like excessive flow. So it's known as a regulator. Traditionally too, it's known for helping for wounds or bruises, uses, used as a, a poultice, I think. So it has a lot of applications in terms of like how it interplays with the flow or movement of blood. And I know for those that are into more like spiritual herbalism, it's known as a boundary setter. So I kind of love that aspect of it too, that, that it, it, it's associated with holding strong boundaries. So I think in a lot of grounding tinctures, yarrow is used. And then we have rose. Of course, rose is like the most romantic, beautiful blossom. It's, it's also quite fragrant and it's gentle on soft tissues. Great for relaxation, especially the aromatherapeutic effects that you'll also feel from steaming. And then lastly, the purple flowers, the Mauritian mallow is, that's kind of like a special one that we added to this specific blend that goes out with the steam seeds. That's an emollient, so it's a moisturizing herb. So it helps to kind of smooth the skin and Make it feel soft and supple. I think there's this illusion too about our vulvas and vaginas needing to be like tight and taut. And really like the, the way that that whole area where I think you're right about steaming, it brings a greater awareness to how this part of our body really truly functions. And I think it is really about softening and opening to receive and that's like the energy of conception essentially too. And I, I think there's, yeah, I think we've been beating over the head with this idea of like tightness being what feels good, but I, I don't think that's really true. I think both actions happen, but I love the idea of really softening and embracing the like juiciness of these parts. So a lot of these herbs are encouraging that. Let's talk about getting the remarkable benefits of fasting without the daunting commitment of long-term fasting. As a dedicated professional, always on the lookout for ways to enhance my health and well-being, I've explored intermittent fasting extensively. And if you're a listener of the podcast, you know this. However, I've often found myself pushing the boundaries and experiencing adverse effects such as sleep issues and energy slumps and also hormonal issues. While intermittent fasting did offer some positive outcomes initially, like many of us, I struggled to incorporate it long-term without it really disrupting my daily life. However, my life has recently taken a turn for the better, all thanks to Mimeo. This is the world's first biomimetic supplement. This incredible innovation is the accumulation of years of rigorous clinical research 
meticulously designed to replicate the effects of a 36-hour fast at the cellular level, which is wild. With Memeo, I can now experience the holistic benefits of fasting without enduring prolonged periods of hunger and deprivation. Are you intrigued about the benefits? Let's get into it. First and foremost, Mimeo activates your cell's innate regenerative capabilities, much like fasting itself. This translates to optimized metabolism and better control over hunger, which a lot of us really value if we're trying to watch our weight. Secondly, it significantly boosts energy levels and accelerates recovery, making it an absolute game changer for active individuals like myself. Thirdly, Mimeo elevates mood and sharpens mental clarity, enabling us to be at our absolute best every single day. I definitely notice this, especially when I take it right before work in the mornings. The icing on the cake is that Mimeo's formulation is exclusively derived from molecules naturally produced by our own body. This means it is very, very safe because it is in perfect harmony with our biological system, delivering optimal effectiveness. Still not convinced? Mimeo offers a 100% happiness guarantee. That's right. There's absolutely nothing to lose. So for all of my fantastic listeners out there, if you want to give Mimeo a try and add it to your supplement stack, I really suggest you do so. And you can do that by using my discount code biohackingbrittany for 10% off for the first three months of your subscription, which is awesome. Join me along with countless others who are on the path to revolutionizing their health with Mimeo. Bid farewell to the challenges of long-term fasting and usher in a healthier, happier version of yourself, which we always love. Thank you for listening. And always remember, when it comes to optimizing your health, Mimeo holds the key. Visit their website, link to my show notes and on my website as well, and embark on your journey towards a better you now. Nice. Oh, I love that. I love the way that you described that. I think we all want that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really interesting. The other thing that I love about your seat that I was actually thinking about last year when I started steaming, I said to my husband, I said, how cool would it be if there was a seat that had red light therapy in it? Because at the time I was you know, steaming and using a red light therapy device on my ovaries like separately. And I was just like, oh, like we should just create something like this. And then lo and behold, you have the seat for this, (laughs) which is great. So why did you add red light therapy to your seat and how does that work? So funny because with my husband and I had the same conversation and then we did a Kickstarter and made the seat. It's it's (laughs) wild times because now I feel like infrared light is really blowing up in so many like health tech spaces. But Similarly, I was thinking about how, I mean, for facial steaming, for example, you'll see a lot of red light therapies or any kind of facial treatments that it's a gentle alternative to deliver heat to the vulva. So if you're heat sensitive with steaming, that you can heat. So I guess I should rewind a bit that our seat has a temperature control system where you can input your exact desired temperature on a little LCD screen and it has a sensor inside. So it will regulate the temperature of the steam from anywhere between 90 degrees up to 115 degrees. So if you're heat sensitive, you can steam at the lower temperatures where you're still getting the full benefits of the herbal infusion reaching your vulva. But then the red light therapy penetrates the skin on really like a cellular level. Um, We use the same 
wavelengths of red light that have been proven in research over the last 30 years to kind of energize cells like for mitochondria essentially to like regenerate so it's a really beautiful way to to really treat this body this part of your body in terms of it like getting new life and new energy rc2 there's a lot of like other seats now that are trying to add red lights but we did our best to make sure that these are 660 nanometer red light wavelengths and 850 nanometer infrared wavelengths which are known to be the ones that really actually work um, on that cellular level that i described nice i i love that yeah i think you're so spot on red light therapy has gotten so big in the last few years i actually just saw today i saw a brush that has red light therapy in it for your oh. hair. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? But also brilliant idea, <laughs> you know, but I was like, wow, it's really gone so far. But I think with, like you said, with the mitochondria, it's obviously hard to reach the ovaries, right? Because of all of the tissue and the skin in the way, but they are very, very mitochondria dense. So they are, I think it's like a hundred thousand mitochondria per cell. And they have the most mitochondria in any organ in females and males. However, apparently now it's the brain and that has been debunked. So I'm not sure anymore. However, there's still a ton in there. And so if we can do something like red light therapy to somehow reach that or reach the different places in the vagina or the vaginal canal or the vulva, I think that's a really smart idea. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying about stacking things. Like I, I want to sit on a seat for 40 minutes and get five different health benefits. Like, of course I want to do that. Like, you know, like it just makes so much sense. So I'm so glad that you came out with your product and added that right away. And you were like, this must be in there because I think it sets you apart. And again, there's just so many benefits that people get, like they'd be silly to not get it and not try it. Yeah. It's kind of wild because we had that insight probably we did a Kickstarter for this product in 2019 when I guess it was more like 2018 that we had the idea. So it, it feels really reassuring that that has only continued to get more and more popular because more and more people are experiencing benefits from this. So it does feel good to, if you're going to make an electronic kind of high tech version of what is a super ancient traditional ritual we really wanted to harness, you know, the best of our technology to offer enhanced experience, not to take away from the traditional way of steaming of really like squatting over the pot. But we figure if it's going to be like the way of the future to have a device that plugs in and makes this you know, safer and more relaxing where you can kind of tune out all the extra setup stuff and really streamline it so you can tune in and really deeply relax. And yeah, just make it easier to set up and clean up and take advantage of all these you know, extra tools we now have. It's really changing the game. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about the potential EMF that might come from the seat when you're sitting on it? Do you know anything about that? Because I know my audience is probably thinking that right now. So I'm just curious what you think. Yes, we have been asked about this before, which is also why we like went really deep into getting 
every certification we possibly could, including FCC, which is like the radio frequency emissions certification. So everything, this has been tested for wavelengths or radio frequencies so that it's very, very low to non-existent emissions. And we have ETL certification, BPA, BPS, phthalate-free certifications. Yeah, we, we were really intent on making sure that this product is safe and is, especially since it's dealing with such a sensitive part of the body. Yeah. To be honest, like, I think you have to. I think if you're creating a product that is so, you're ahead of it, right? Like vaginal steaming is not a, I couldn't walk to my neighbor and talk to them about it. They have no idea, right? Like it's not common knowledge right now, but that's great for you and your business because that means you're ahead of the curve and that's where you want to be. But because you're ahead of the curve and you have all of these early adopters like biohackers and whatnot buying the product, it's really good that you've thought of everything because the early adopters are the people who are going to say, what is the plastic made out of? What is the EMF on this product? They know all of this stuff, right? So they'll kind of put you through the ringer and then you'll have a better product because of it. And then you'll have a better product on the market for everybody in the future. So I'm just so happy that you've done that already. You've done your due diligence and like, I can safely sit on this and be like, okay, this is not going to cause any harmful effects because I, I really just want the benefits from it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a big intention behind this whole project has really just been to make it more accessible to more people. Because I think if you say vaginal steaming, even the word vaginal feels (laughs) cringy to a lot of people, but we want to really transform the way we, yeah, the whole mindset around this part of our body. So yeah, making a more modern product like this, my hope is that it makes it more accessible or someone's like, Oh, I can just plug this in and and it's going to do all that for me. It's not such a barrier to entry then. Yeah, so I'm excited to be sharing it more because a lot of people are like, why would I ever do that? Like, what's the point? I have to add something else to my routine of self-care. But truly, especially if you're having you know, difficult times with your menstru- menstrual cycle or just looking for a way to, to really like honor that time, this is such a beautiful practice and now a really accessible way to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whether it's like menstrual struggles or fertility, even or postpartum, like you said. And then I'm sure with menopause and perimenopause, there's a lot of benefit as well, just as women go through that time. It's, you know, it's like for all women, like honestly, regardless of age, but I'm sure there's like specific specific times like you kind of don't want to do it. Like I'm sure you don't recommend it during pregnancy or during trying to conceive, right? Correct. Although... Now there's more research out about, I researched this is all anecdotal again, but steaming for labor preparation. So from about 37 to 38 weeks till delivery, you can steam maybe shorter, like 10 minute cycles. I'm working with someone right now that's doing this. Her due date was on Friday and it's now Wednesday. So, but she's been steaming for 10 minutes to really prepare the tissues to soften the cervix. Uh, and as long as you're steaming, and again, with our seat, you can really regulate the temperature, you know, not be more than like 95, between 95 and 100 degrees, which is like your internal body temperature. So nothing that would be unsafe for baby, that that, that could be another application for steaming is preparing for, for labor and delivery. Oh, I love that so much. I need to take note of that for the future for me. <laughs> if anyone wants to buy one of these seats, 
you can go to their website. I will link it in the show notes. And I also have it on my website. I have a discount code, which is biohacking, Brittany in all capitals. And it will get you 10. No, I actually think it's 15% off. And so definitely 20. Is it 20%? Oh my yes. gosh. Okay. <laughs> so I'll put that in the show notes that it's on my website. And then where can people find you on socials? What are your handles? We are at Leia Moon Women. It's L-E-I-A-M-O-O-N Women on Instagram and on Facebook, TikTok, all those places. And our website is leamoon.com where you can find more information, a lot of FAQs on there and other videos for how the product works. Oh, I love that. Okay. Thank you. I will put that in the show notes as well. And thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on. This was awesome. And I love your product so much. And I'm just so excited for all the women listening to really just elevate their vaginal woman health. Like I I just think it's so important. So thank you for your time. This has been great. Yes. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to another episode of biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.